This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. I'm back, baby! I'm back! The boys are back in town! turned around guys we are back baby we are back we are back we are back we are back we are getting back and we're the three best friends that anybody could have we're the three best friends that anyone could have we're the three best friends that anyone could have and we'll never ever 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 leave each other have all four sidekicks ever been in the same place at the same time? Don't call us sidekicks. Not after today. I'm back in business, baby! Why let them tell us what to do? It's simple. Get on board or get out of the way. You just don't get it, do you? You went off mission. That was a huge mistake. Impulse? That's so crash! I'm back, baby! Why isn't anyone ever just whelmed? Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 20 of Everyone Loves Young Justice podcast. I'm Rob, and Jay is here, but not in this intro. We'll explain. You know what's happening. This is just a punch in to an episode that was previously recorded, but neither here nor there. This podcast is brought to you and hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. You can find us on our social media apps at Twitter at ELYJ Podcast. You can find our Blogspot page at everyoneloversdrake.blogspot.com. That is my New Year's resolution is to get that working because I've been saying it for three months and I haven't updated it, but I will. You can find us on our updated Facebook page at facebook.com slash ELYJpod. And you can email into the show at ELYJpodcast at yahoo.com. And if you listen on iTunes, please leave a review on the show. And in 2021, we are going to start reading those reviews on the show and that helps spread the word of the show if you listen to our shoes on apple podcast like i said i'm rob jay is here and happy new year everyone so this episode that you're getting ready to hear episode 20 again was recorded in a long batch like jay and i do so we can kind of start banking some shows Originally, this was supposed to come out in the last week of December, but I decided to take that spot for Everyone Loves the Drake and do one more anniversary show, and that was our Christmas episode, and we also had Stella in there from Batgirl to Oracle. So I decided, well, Everyone Loves Young Justice is just going to come back in the new year. So originally, this was going to end our Brian Michael Bendis era of Young Justice in 2020, but 
Fortunately, unfortunately, depending on how you're looking at it, you get one more Brian Michael Bendis show. I like to hear some people go, oh, and some other people are going, oh. But uh, beyond this, uh, we are going to be looking at, of course, the classic 1998 Young Justice, all of those issues. Jay and I will also be looking at the Young Justice animated series and also the tie-in comics. And then we'll be doing commentary tracks from the animated series and just any of the Young Justice things that we come across. Or who knows, maybe some of these Young Justice characters will pop up in other books or maybe there'll be new team books after Future State. So... I won't ramble on too much longer. You're going to hear our conversation that actually uh, concludes from the previous episode in episode 19 and continues on in episode 20. So without further ado, here are Jay and I discussing the final three issues of the Brian Michael Bendis era of Young Justice, issues 18, 19, and the final issue 20. So we will make it through this episode together and... uh, I just keep telling myself it'll be on to greener pastures once we get through these three issues. So thank you if you've been sticking with us through the show. Don't worry. Brighter sun is just around the corner. So sit back and uh, listen to Jay and I discuss the final three issues of the 2019 and 2020 Brian Michael Bendis era of Young Justice. Recognize Superboy B04. So speaking of gas on the tank, there's enough gas in the tank for spoilers bike to ride up the side of the building a la yeah. Batman forever, which was a, a nice little gag. Yeah. So this is date night gets dangerous for spoiler and Drake. And again, I see the font for Drake as much as I do not like this costume. You have the classic Robin font D. Why was that D never the logo rather than that stupid crescent moon that yeah. constantly moves or just disappears from his outfit. I said, yeah. I wasn't going to mention it again, <laughs> but I really want to like this cover. I think the composition is cool. I like the way they're placed. I would probably be, this would be so poster worthy if he was in his Robin outfit. I'd be saying that is an awesome cover. I like it. But composition wise, I I think it looks really good. This is probably my favorite of the bunch of covers. I love seeing Spoiler and Tim together. I like that everything's got this purple and yellow in far as font and coloring. The W under the 18 is purple. I just, I like this cover and I like the the fonts that they're using as even Date Night is written kind of cool in a very kind of girly kind of way because it's more of a spoiler book, which she was a, I should say, wonderful surprise that Bendis pulled her in while he's already pulling in 15 other characters as it is. But it was kind of cool to see Tim and Steph have a a vehicle together when he gets pulled in the multiverse. It's like, well, there's so much for Tim and Stephanie. So I'm, I'm happy the back half of the book that I at least get to see these two characters interact with each other. So what do you think of the cover for 18? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a good cover. It's very dynamic. It's uh, like you said, the composition's really cool, you know, completely implausible but still you know (laughs) fun and which is what a comic cover should be it should draw you into it be like i want to read what this is about i mean you know let's definitely knock some points because it's you know the drake costume (laughs) but i mean you know you can uh spoiler alert (laughs) uh can kind of use it as a kind of a benchmark a uh if you will that this is the last hopefully 
that we will ever have to see that costume ever again. <laughs> because that, <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it a bit, but uh, other than maybe one or two other little things, that is pretty much the entire point of this issue is right. getting Rob Tim back in the Robin costume. Right. And uh, speaking of other covers here, Derek Chu was the cover artist on the variant cover. Nothing overly flashy about it, just typical group pose and uh, of odd note, Tim's bow staff is green. Yeah, that's, w- that's weird. <laughs> why, why it's green. Cassie looks a little more anime and so does Amethyst in that. So there were there were two noteworthy. Like you can look at this whole entire cover and go, this is pretty much the issue. Them going on battle. So I like I think issue six when this opens up, this is them making out in front of the Hall of Justice before like Tim's when he was recounting him getting, you know, sucked into the the timeline. So the cool's cool, I guess. So I guess cool on my end, I'll see where you fall from it. That I liked that Bendis, I feel bad saying this, so please forgive Bendis if you're listening, that did homework to pull in, like seeing Clue Master, I'm like, are we just going to totally forget Batman Eternal ever happened? I thought, all right, fine. It's That was a story that was, I guess, by itself from a, a New 52 era, that this now directly ties the Batman and Batman Robin Eternal back into it, that the Clue Master faked his own death. So, again, this is kind of more of the same, like, oh, that was cool. I wish we could have kind of seen it rather than heard about it in a few little blurbs that when he's on the phone talking to... And that was the other thing. Whoever the heck he's talking to, I feel like it should be important, but it's not because I really don't know who it is. To go, oh, he's alive. How is he alive? Oh, he faked his death, and he wants his money back. Okay. So, as cool as I thought that was, I was quickly going, uh, but you, you didn't you didn't set it up enough. This would have been, I mean, this could have been a nice plot thread going through a series of issues that could have led to, oh my gosh, the person behind this is Clue Master, and then gone into an issue of how Clue Master got out of from being killed and how how all that got set up. So as excited I was, I was quickly disappointed in going, it's just another one of those things that I'm told I'm supposed to be kind of excited that Clue Master is alive and back in the DC universe, but we're not going to give any real explanation because we still don't know what happened to Young Justice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I didn't necessarily dislike this issue. I think of the ones that we've at least covered so far tonight, I think this one definitely has the best self-contained story. Yes, I will agree. I mean, I like the fact that they at least addressed, oh, well, I faked my death, rather than just, oh, I guess Batman and Robin, or Batman Eternal didn't happen. Okay, I mean, considering, you know, pretty much everyone else has kind of forgotten that happened, you know, with uh, uh, storytelling-wise in the DC universe, you know, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have taken me out of it if it had just been like, oh, you know, it's Clue Master, and we're never even going to mention that he's dead, uh, or supposed to be dead. Right. that, That wouldn't have taken me out of it, because, you know, if enough of Batman Eternal has kind of been pushed aside over the years since its publication that, you know, just 
bringing back a you know d-list batman villain wouldn't exactly be the worst crime ever <laughs> so <laughs> right so i mean i didn't mind it it had a lot of uh, you know the the same problems we've had a lot uh, you know with the dialogue just being way too much uh, being mm-hmm. a little cutesy and a little, you know, twee every now and then, everything. But I mean, it's nice seeing, you know, Stephanie, especially get her moment in the sun. Cause uh, I mean, pretty sure you're on the same page. Like, I loved her Batgirl book. Yeah. So it's nice seeing her kind of moving a little bit more toward a kind of, I mean, I hate to say, self-defined because I mean, she's still, you know, as Batgirl using a name that another character has used but still becoming like her own hero that she's actually becoming more than just you know robin's girlfriend quote unquote kind of regaining some of that agency that she had before the new 52 hit so i i really appreciate that there's some fun action scenes in here that this is one of those issues where the uh, change in artist is very jarring because mm-hmm. it's it's Godlewski and Oming. Yeah, yeah. Michael Avon Oming. Which I said, you know, before is I like Oming's style a lot. I wish it does not mesh well with others. Like it needs no. to it needs to have a purpose, which for some of the issues that he did you know earlier on in the series, at least, you know, they split it between okay, well, we know that, you know, John Timms is doing the scenes on, you know, Earth and Michael A. Von Oming is doing the scenes on Skrtaris to at least differentiate, you know, where we are geographically. Right. That makes sense. But here it's just I think he's just used for a flashback, but it's there's no purpose to switching the artist except to maybe give you know, Godlewski, you know, some room to breathe so he didn't have to pen the entire issue. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of got that feeling from it. There, I mean, there's some cool moments that he does. DC, number your pages. Yeah. So it's right next to the Dark Knight's Metal, Metalverse end, new one-shot, where Spoiler is going across the rooftops in a series of paddles, and then she does this like leap off the very end. I like that. That sequence is done really well. I like when they kind of do like a, a building rooftop chase or something mm-hmm. like that. And then you're, they're writing the the thought the thought bubbles or the thought boxes, if you will, on the sides of the building, and they're kind of slanted. And you see the character move. Like that's a good efficient use of of panel layout. But like mm-hmm. you said, in the small little moments, if you turn the page, now we're back to the main artist again. It's it's jarring. I, I still go back to the forge where you had yeah. three artists for for page were page and they were just doing it just because they're pages so what were like jim lee drawing batman starting to put a key in something and then turn yeah. the page and it's john ramita jr having batman put the key in there that yeah that was yeah <laughs> that that definitely took me out of it way back in that <laughs> well and then some other little moments like we and i feel like everything is so brief like the little moments where we get to breathe and there could be a story beat here. And again, it, it's supposed to be that moment of like every time Young Justice gets back to like, okay, we're going to kind of not sort of break up, but we'll call each other when we need it. The next issue is like, hey, I need you. Hey, I need you. So seeing Superboy uh, with the jacket off and in the black tee, I thought that's a cool moment, putting Connor back in that outfit. But it's just for the brief moment. So you can get all these characters back to their 
status quo to just turn around and then pull them right back into the story within a couple pages. I mean, I like how Connor stops about said Cassie, um, <laughs> Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie, Stephanie <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> stops her from, you know, beating the tar out of her dad. And Tim says, you know, Hey, I brought him here to do the heavy lifting, you know, yeah. which I, th- I thought was a, a nice little moment, but I want to segue into the next thing, unless you have, uh, have anything else to say before we, turn the last couple pages no here. i mean it's just like i said this this is almost a one shot just uh yeah with uh let's let's you know see what's going on in spoilers life and um you know it's it's fairly i mean i don't know if a tight story is the right word to use especially with kind of the you know just very loose dialogue that's throughout <laughs> yeah uh but i mean it is it reads well enough on its own that if uh you know i'm not worrying about what they think about you know just escaping from the multiverse or what's going on with leviathan or mm-hmm. you know anything like that you know it's just yeah i mean like the cover says it's you know date night with spoiler and her boyfriend and <laughs> And, Very clever, sir. And, and uh, you know, just them fighting crime together, and then you know, uh, having kind of a um, that personal, having some personal stakes with spoiler in it. If I were a new reader, I probably would be incredibly lost. Yeah, but but still, I mean, it's it was, I mean, definitely the, one of the more entertaining issues of the series. Yeah, and I I did like this, which was something that we were kind of wanting out of it like give us a a a solo issue where we get a chance to breathe and that's something i would think we were hoping for like once we were back out of the multiverse like let's do an issue like this of tim and steph or connor like we got a couple of those but they some were better like the jenny hicks issue was pretty decent and the sections of Teen Laner's issue, but that was intermixed with a couple other things. But the big thing, and I, I hope I can find the sound bite, because if I can, I'm going to put it in there. You said that when Tim gets, because we kind of knew that Tim was going to go back to being Robin. You said you hope that there is a reason why, or that what you really didn't want is the very thing that happened yeah. into this. We turn the page. And the very first thing that is said is, is Drake back to being Robin? I think Batman and spoiler made him go back to being Robin. Don't bring it up. And then Bart does the whole thing of like, good, we don't have to do the, you know, the, the intervention or whatever. So I was very happy to see the Drake go away, but I was like, this is just, it just underlines everything. Like, Okay, we're wrap. It's either we're wrapping up the series, and somebody at DC says, "All right, get Tim back in the Robin yeah, costume. We, we got to put the toys back in the box. Put the, yeah, put everything back the way you had it, or we're tired of getting the guff of what we've done to Tim Drake. Fine, let's just get him back in the Robin costume, and whoever wants to do whatever with him later. So, yeah. I'm very happy to have him back in here, but it was so unceremonious, and it was kind of the same way in reverse like we did a whole episode of tim becoming drake and even that was he just put on this costume that we think stephanie of earth whatever gave to him for no 
reason other than his doppelganger was named Drake. So I had to change my name to Drake, but he didn't say change your costume. So I guess it's kind of, it palindromes itself. If yeah, I'm saying yeah. that word right. <laughs> it's he race card himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, no, no, yeah. Palindrome. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point because even though I did not like the costume change, did not like the name change, didn't like the lack of explanation for it. I would have at least been willing to see what they were going to do with it if they did anything with it. But they right. didn't do anything with it. Tim had no presence outside of this book. And even in the book, there wasn't enough of Tim doing anything for us to you know, really even care about any of these changes. So then once it goes back, it's like, yeah, I'm glad he's back because – I didn't want him to change to begin with. So now it just feels like, you know, you were, you know, holding something above my head for a while just to tease me. And now it's like, okay, I'm bored with this. So, you know, here's, you know, here's your toy back. Yeah. It's it's the person that comes into the room and you're wearing your hat and they feel like they got to take your hat and try and give you your hat back. And after a while you're like, fine, I don't care. Keep my stupid hat. And then once they realize you don't care about the hat, like, here you go, here's your hat back. Yeah, yeah. Once they realize that, you know, you're not bothered by them anymore, you know, then, you know, they they do. It's, yeah, I mean, it felt, it felt like either just a mandate to buy DC, you know, okay, well, now that this is wrapping up, nobody likes this idea, so we're just going to have you reverse it. Uh, But Mm -hmm. even then, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I, uh, there are two tropes that will come up tonight that I hate in comics. The, this is the first one. It's when the writer of a book kind of winks at the audience saying, oh, mm-hmm. ha we knew this was a bad idea. Isn't this so goofy and everything? But then still you know, doubles down and keeps doing it. Right. Yeah, I hate that. It's uh, it's like in you know the, the the first X Men movie. You know they had these leather costumes. It's like okay, whatever. But then you know they make you know comments disparaging you know yellow spandex and everything. It's like okay, I would have bought the leather costumes if you didn't you know make a cute meta reference to how silly comic book costumes are. Right now it just feels like you changed it because you didn't have the confidence in yourself to be able to do that. So this is kind of the same thing. It's like, you know, oh, we know that you guys aren't going to like this idea. We're going to make fun of it in the story, too. And then, you know, now it's over. So he's back to Robin. You're welcome. It's like they never <laughs> they never had the confidence to do anything with Drake. They just wanted to make a change. But then they realized everyone hated it and didn't have enough of a conviction with the change itself. So they took the first exit that they could get. I'm going to quote my good friend Jay Oz when I say they tried to make fetch happen through the stick and the dog didn't go after the stick (laughs) and the dog was just like meh yeah so after you having thrown the stick you've now retrieved it you tried to spend six issues seven issues convincing me to go fetch and I'm just turning and walking away and peeing on the tree you're like all right fine that is let's go let's go home that's what you wanted to do to begin with. that is an apt analogy <laughs> <laughs> sorry that just popped in my head so the uh linguistic stylings of rob myers everyone <laughs> so uh what do you say let's go to 19 that sounds fantastic 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Please, Rob, get us there quicker. So this is the issue I have to say the least about. I feel like we've already done and sung this dance before. So I'm trying to remember my issues. I think this is issue three, four, when we have that whole issue with Cassie trying to figure out yeah. who she is in the Pantheon and all that. The the fight with Zeus. And I now knowing when this issue comes out, I think maybe it, we actually knew this. Oh, by the way, Amethyst is still not in the book after <laughs> one, two, three, four Four books. Amethyst is still not here, folks. No, At least I'm she's just... not on the cover. <laughs> yeah, not on, yeah, not on the cover. Yeah, she's on the cover, on the variant cover. So before I get into it, this cover, John Timms is doing it. It's okay. I have nothing really bad to say about it. It's just, it, it's serviceable. Yeah. Um, and I mean, no, no disrespect. Looks cool. It's on the cover. Hey, it's on the wall. Young Justice, cool, great. I'll, I'll pick it up. Yeah, I like the, um, I like that crest you know that kind of wonder woman shield yes that cassie's standing on that's really cool um and you know she has a cool pose i like the uh, lasso of truth you know just kind of whipping around all over the place uh, mm-hmm. you know the uh, translucent uh, floating head in the background is just kind of zordon ish so uh <laughs> definite uh definite power ranger vibes there <laughs> aye, aye, aye. uh yeah exactly where's alpha five <laughs> so so let's uh, let's let's talk about that rob who is the alpha five of oh wait it's red tornado duh uh so anyway <laughs> i mean you know it's it's an okay cover um it yeah. has some really strong points some i wouldn't necessarily say weak points but some just very uh, i mean they're they're just generic that kind of drag it down a little the variant cover is by the wonderful Francis Manipole, and I I want to like this cover because it is Francis Manipole. I love his art, but it's it's just a bland cover. It's it's a group shot. Like knowing that he's gonna that he's doing a cover, I was really excited to have a Francis Manipole cover with. You know, Tim Drake as Robin, you know, the Drake is not on a cover anymore, on a variant cover. And it's the, the high school yearbook photo. I, ju- I mean, I ju- it's I just, it, it, it's I just, okay. Yeah. It, I mean, it's cute. It's fun. I just realized Teen Lantern has a construct of a camera, which actually yeah. brings it up a little bit for me. Just because it's like, okay, that's, you know, I get what they're doing with the, you know, class photo aspect of it. But having her have the camera, it's like, okay, that's actually, you know, kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's nothing amazing, no. But, I mean, it's Francis Manipole. And, I mean, I've never seen the dude draw anything bad. No, no, just, no. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more just like, okay, that's cute. That's fun. It's it's not amazing, though. So Right. Yeah. You can be the, the filler in for this. So this is slotting into right around a time frame. Like we actually have as, I don't know if John Ramita is junior is listed as a, a credit in this book because his art does actually appear on page two. This is when Superman outs himself or is outed to the world that he is both Clark Kent uh-huh. and Superman. So there's that John Ramita junior action comics artwork that's in there so i was kind of curious to see if he gets a what's really funny is 
I, I don't know because I wasn't necessarily following Superman much in the New 52, but I think that's actually a cover from the New 52 Superman oh, comic. Oh, dude, seriously. Like, I, I'm pretty sure because I've been reading Superman in action comics like pretty, you know, faithfully uh, ever since ever since Rebirth. Like, I still pick those up and I recognize this image. So I, do I. So I, do I. I don't recognize it recently, though. So I think it is several years old. <laughs> <laughs> Boo on on both accounts, then. Like, you. They, I mean, they even referenced this in here through some of the spectators. You know, this guy's name was Clark Kent, you know, and, and all that stuff. And that you go clear back to the new 52. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, uh, strange. I mean, but I mean, to your point about him not getting a uh, credit, I mean, they did that in the Superboy issue, too, because they reused uh, Doc Shaner and Vicar Bogdanovich's. That's right. Uh, like entire pages, not even, you know, just a, you know, kind of a background Easter eggy kind of image. I mean, it was entire pages of their work that were reprinted in it. Yeah. They didn't get credit. The, the biggest takeaway for, for this issue, I'm disappointed in this issue for, for a big reason that this is issue 19 and there's one, there's one issue to go. This this should have been a a better two part story, and we got two single issues, actually three single issues with eighteen, nineteen, and twenty. Which I mean, it's something we were saying like, oh, let's have a little moment here. So this has got to tell me that they were going well. Rather than starting a new story arc, we're just going to do these three things. But I would have liked nineteen and twenty at least to have been tied together telling a story and we just kind of went backwards into the book which is kind of what we've done the whole entire time of dealing with cassie and her her grandfather zeus only to find out oh it's actually poseidon that is you know trying to to challenge cassie so i wasn't really like jumping up and down about it i was more excited like oh good we got it our first issue with tim back is robin again and the team mostly stands around the table eating as she is telling the story then we get you know some some fight scenes but there's to me there's not a lot of major that happens here other than her standing up to her grandfather and basically saying i I don't need to be a part of this and her and him telling her then when you call out for us we're not going to be there and she's she's okay with her station in life i guess as you say that's that's about all i have to say about 19 this is my right click copy paste part (laughs) of pretty much the same thing i've said before this is an issue where cassie gets a super dope fire sword fights (laughs) giant sea monsters and poseidon the lords of the murky depths and Tim is back as Robin, yes, even for just a few pages. And still, I was so bored with this issue. <laughs> I know. I just, I mean, it, like you said, this is, it may have even been the second issue. I mean, yeah. I, I know it was way early in the run. It, it might be three or four. I'm almost positive it was issue two, though, where it was, like, my my uh, complaint then was it felt like a bunch of B-plot side Mm. story scenes strung together to make one whole issue and i mean this 
this feels a little more cohesive like it actually has a progressive like a a story with progression to tell but even then i did not care at all about what happened i did not care that young justice fought a giant sea monster no that's how dull this issue was <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh, there's so much i mean it's it's things that these characters have said to each other before things that have been said to them before that we've already read in this series it doesn't tell us anything new i will say just kind of flipping through the issue because i i honestly couldn't bring myself to read it again (laughs) just i mean because i I mean i was like i know what goes on i know what they're doing and i know that it didn't really hit me i did think that the final standoff with her and zeus was at least staged well you know, where she yeah. says, you know, if this be my end, then so be it. And he says, so be it. And she says, so be it. And then he, you know, just backs off. I thought, you know, that was a nice little beat. Again, one that wasn't earned, really, that I wasn't right. necessarily moved by. But, you know, I could at least appreciate it there. But but still, you know, for the penultimate issue of a, of a series that – honestly felt like it had been treading water for a long time this where they actually fight sea creatures was literally treading water yeah in more and, ways than one and you are right it was issue two because i was pulling up the synopsis that i had written and it says if i can find it here as she lands after her long discussion with her grandfather of which she happens to be the almighty Zeus. He wants to have a relationship with his granddaughter, to which Cassie is quickly to point out they do not have one. So you're right. So he tries to tell her about the future of the Pantheon of the Gods. That's issue two, and we've revisited this plot in about 18, 17 issues later. But haven't really gotten any insight to that story in the intervening issues either. Right. In fact, I remember that being what annoyed me so much about that original yeah. issue was that it's like there's we just got these characters back and it feels like, you know, there's not actually any forward progress with them. And that was my problem with the uh, the book early on and you know even even more so as it <laughs> as it went on that I was like, okay, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> Well, let's have it not be much longer. And issue 20, the final issue of... And I wonder, is this the final issue of Wonder Comics as a whole? Is the imprint... Has it gone away? Or is there... I'm trying to think. um, Is Naomi still a thing and it's on hiatus at the Uh, moment? I think that... I mean, I don't know if it's going to come back. uh, They did the original six issues... I think Bendis called that like season one. So mm-hmm. there were at least plans to do a second run. I don't know if the Amethyst series ended and I just completely forgot how it ended because I read it, but <laughs> I don't remember what happened. Or if maybe the final issue got delayed or something, or maybe I just missed it. But uh, I'm trying to wreck my brain here because. You know, there's this Dial H was you know a, a maxi right. series. I've got a poster actually. I had hanging on the wall for a while till I covered it up with a Joker War poster because I thought, oh, Tim's on the cover. You had Dial H and oh, Wonder Twins. Uh, yeah, Wonder Twins. I mean, that was a 
12 issue maxi series which those were fun i liked both of those books mm-hmm. they didn't have like not in a bad way they didn't have staying power because they were meant i think as like six issue miniseries but they were well received enough that they got like a 12 issue order so that was good but i mean even then they they were finite in length and uh, were meant to be that way so i mean it was only it wasn't supposed to carry the line or anything it was just going to be right. you know series that uh came with them but yeah i think this Unless they bring Naomi back at some point or maybe launch something, you know, after Future State, that Ginny Hex one shot that comes out next month, that might be a Wonder Comics imprint. Yeah. Which, I mean, we're saying now, everyone, we're going to wait to read that to see if we're going to cover it. Not, <laughs> right. that we, not that we have anything against Ginny Hex. And, th- and in fact, we both quite like the character. It just kind of depends upon, you know, how how much young justice is involved with the book. And also, I guess kind of, if we just kind of feel like it too, because it's our show and we can do what we want. That is absolutely right. Before we get into it, there was, I thought it was this issue where uh, maybe it is this one. Oh, and by the way, all the books we've covered, Amethyst finally makes her first appearance. Now five issues (laughs) into it. And she's just miraculously back with the team, but there was, a line of dialogue that I think one of the characters was having like essentially to the camera about, and maybe it was in Bart's issue and I just skipped over it as, as we were talking, but basically to, to us, the audience of like things just change and you can, you can accept change and you can move on from it and you can be maybe something greater. I, I, I'll have to go back through and find uh, where that is while, while we're talking. But so issue 20's cover, speaking of Naomi, she's front and center on this book, which annoys me for only because like this is not her book. And she is the central focal point of this cover, which the cover layout is, is fine. I think it's a little wrong that, Teen Lantern is struggling to get behind the 399 barcode sign there that you barely see her under seriously Bart's armpit. You know, you've got considering this issue is mostly about her. (laughs) Yeah, this is mostly her issue. So I would have rather have seen her in that position for Naomi since this is her thing. But you know, you've got the Wonder Twins that are sandwiched in there and they're not in this issue at all. You got the dial H for heroes. They're not in this issue at all. I mean, other than the very last page. Yes. The very, you're absolutely correct. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, to your point, they're, they're there on the cover, but they're not in the issue. (laughs) Yeah. Now this is, I'm going to use these words lightly. So don't slap me. This is the book that has felt the closest to the 1998 book in presentation and almost look especially when we're getting a fan favorite character back we're getting red tornado seeing him in here and getting like the the history lesson for the newer members and i like how they are figuring tim says uh, back in the day don't ask me which day red tornado was in charge of training us (laughs) yeah that, that was that was a fun line I like that. This feels like this could have been issue one of the series. Them coming to the harbor. This this feels more like the, the fan service. This is the 
the end of the superhero movie where Batman is standing on top of the gargoyle and ready to fight an adventure for the, for the next day. And I'm like, this was the issue where I was like, oh, okay, I think you set something up here that they're back in the harbor. We're going through all of these cool things. But by the end of the book, this just made me go, okay, if I really want to go back to the harbor, I can go back to 1998 and I can, we can live there for three or four years. Yeah. And we've got 54 issues to, to do all these things and to have all of the feels that I think this just underlines everything that nothing is earned and here are the images that you're supposed to like and love and the book sure does look really good but for an ending issue it begins nowhere and ends nowhere rather than leaving you off and going now this is an adventure I would have wanted to start if this is how issue three of this book ended I might have been jumping up and down a lot more going, oh, I can't wait. We're, we're at the harbor. We've got all these new characters. And what what crazy adventure can we have where it says never the end? And um, I feel bad saying this. I'm glad this is over. I mean, you made some comments there that I didn't think about while I was reading it, but I definitely agree with. This would have been a good issue number one. After the JLA World Without Grownups miniseries that this book didn't get. You know, like, hey, here's these cool new characters that we just introduced. Let's actually bring them into the fold, take them to, you know, Happy Harbor and, you know, just uh, let's kick things off with a bang and start off Young Justice. But then instead we are ending Young Justice on an issue that, honestly, it, it left me feeling next to nothing, which yeah. was, I mean, I was trying to, I was trying to sell it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, I mean, to the point that it should have worked much better for me. I, I just like one of, one of the best issues of the series, at, at least with, um, you know, the, that character's half of it, like you said earlier, was the Teen Lantern issue. That was all about Kelly. Yeah. I great. loved that issue. That was a genuinely great issue and a high point of the series. So getting to shine the focus on her again was great. Mm-hmm. But, I mean – nothing happens with anything like like you said it's fan service it's bringing them to mount justice which is like oh cool it's having them encounter red tornado which it should be oh cool but i mean it's just a whole bunch of nothing and the trope the second trope that i absolutely hate is Mm. you know the issue starts now and then it goes back you know earlier that day or 33 minutes ago (laughs) i it's it's not that it can never work. It's just it's used as a crutch more often than not. And the like, series used it a lot. Yeah, and not even this series. Like so many comics use it all because they. It's almost like they don't feel like there's they have a compelling enough opening for the book. 
So they have to throw you into the middle of it, which, I mean, it's not even in media res where you're just in the thick of things and you have to figure out what's going on as you go along. I mean, this is, we're going to tell you where things were and then back up to find out how it got there before we can move forward. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's a tired, tired trope that more often than not, I don't think works just because I feel like it's lazy storytelling Mm -hmm. and I mean, this, when you finally find out, you know, what's causing, you know, all of this uh, ruckus, it's just kind of, you know, okay, whatever. And, you know, I just, nothing really happened with this issue that, I mean, I, just because the series never lived up to the potential that it should have had, at least it got an ending, sort of. I guess. <laughs> but even then, it's not a strong final issue. It was almost, you know, we wanted to, this is where we wanted the series to actually start, but it's canceled. So we're just going to tack on a cliched, never the end final, you know, tag at the end and then move on from there. Yeah. We're covering, you know, the 98 version. We've already had the fight. With Red Tornado, I think that I really feel like Bendis went back to the original run and looked at it and said, hey, wouldn't this be a a nice little button or a callback that Red Tornado attacks the boys and is attacking the team in this? And and the character, that the new character that I created gets to be the one to break. That also kind of rubbed me the wrong way, too. Not that I, I should be excited with as much as I loved the teen lantern issue and we we raved about that issue now i'm like oh it's got to be teen lantern and now we got to bring john stewart into it where he was like okay i'm gonna need that armor i'm gonna need that thing and she's talking him out of it and you know not to mention like i'm excited to see red tornado but i'm like i i've already i've already read this and i think like to your point you said we're doing we're bringing the feels back into the other thing that you wish that we would have done. And now we've just got to end it in this way. I would have liked to have seen a, a rebuilt red tornado and say, let's, let's start your training, you know, young sirs and lads or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, even, you know, John Stewart's inclusion, it, you know, hints at something, you know, much more interesting than yeah. what we're getting here that you know may or may not ever come to be because i'm i'm curious to know you know where where uh her hacked power ring came from and you know the the story behind that and you know why you know the the green lantern i mean i know why the green lantern corps wants it but you know do they want it just because it's like bootleg tech or do they know who created it and they you know know that you know, if they come looking for it, this, you know, young teenage girl isn't going to be able to stand her ground against them and will, you know, possibly be, you know, their downfall or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, you know, there, there's interesting stuff here. It's just it doesn't amount to much of much of anything because it's just, you know, let's give uh, my original character one more time in the spotlight and then you know who knows when we'll see these characters again and i mean that's a that's a sad note to leave it on because really who knows when we'll see most of these characters ever again 
I I found the the section I was looking for was in issue seventeen, and it was by. Uh, the Flash and Impulse. And I'm just going to read this section because I think it really sums up. I think this is Bendis talking to us, or it could be Bendis and Walker. But this feels more like Bendis here. This is when they're they're running so they can have their talk. Mm-hmm. says, I would live in the now, Bart says to what? Barry says, worrying about the past, stressing about all of the futures. The past is still fine when it needs you, but the present, if you don't pay attention to it, if you don't, I don't know. Really celebrate it. The moments get lost so quickly. I'm going to skip a little section here. This is, it's part of being us. We're going to have to live with some of the stuff, stuff that we would really be better off not even knowing about. And I think that kind of underlines, like Bendis is trying to say, well, that the past is all well and good, but I was trying to do something, you know, new and different here, but you kept wanting to live in the past, so deal with it, but you guys never were really able to deal with it, so now it's over. Because you you weren't living in the now. And I think that sometimes I picked up my comic books this week and, you know, we were talking about the future state and so that's the perpetual argument of comic book fans. Don't change anything, but do something new. Yeah. But don't, but don't do something new. Not something and too wreck new. the past. <laughs> yeah, not not too new. Give me something a little different, but don't. But I think in some cases, it's like you want something new, so they just radically change everything. Where people are like, whoa, whoa, we wanted a new ingredient into the pie. Instead of making pie, you made lasagna. Yeah. Like you, you went from one extreme to the other. So. I don't know if that's more of a meta way of wink, wink, nudge, like, hey, fans, I'm I'm talking to you in this. Like, live in the now. Don't worry about the past because you've got the 1998 books you can always go back to. But I think there's something – like, what's the old saying? If you don't respect or learn the past, you're doomed to repeat yeah, it. Yeah, to repeat its failures or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's kind of like my my final words on this. Like – I love all of these characters, including the new ones. Like, I never really read Amethyst in anything, but now having read Amethyst in this, I go, that's probably not a really good representation of who Amethyst actually really is. And it makes me look going like, hey, I'm the Tim Drake guy. Reading Tim Drake in this, there are, it's like a cardboard cutout. It looks like Tim Drake from afar, but when you turn him on his side it's really thin it's just the bullet point notes yeah like in the and like in the back of a secret files issue it's more of the we just read 20 issues of a long data file (laughs) that that had some moments of like oh yeah i remember that thing i remember that thing but there's no story there yeah i mean there was really no depth to this series it tried to have depth but yeah. like there, there really wasn't because one of the um, ninety-eight issues that we'll you know talk about in a, in another episode or so, you know the thing is you even even then back in that series when you had all these characters talking to each other and with each other and you know the writer having to juggle you know different characters in one title they still felt like they had distinct personalities mm-hmm. and it actually felt like they were a team working together and it felt like that they were a team that cared about each other. 
I will I will say that I did get the some feeling of the team caring about each other and you know enjoying each other's presence a lot of that is because and i am not i'm not knocking you know physical affection or anything at all i mean i mm-hmm. i love you know you know hugs and you know actually showing physical affection you know as much as anyone right. uh you know genuinely i mean there there was just a lot of that hey let's have the characters say how much they missed each other and say how much they mean to each other and you know show them like hugging and you know palling around which is all well and good and everything, but even then, you know, it just seems like they're more, you know, it's like they're they're the buddies that you hang out with on the weekend, but you don't have a deeper relationship with. I don't, I didn't get that sense of anybody in this book because I didn't get the sense that any of the characters were any deeper than what was there on the page either. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that that's just the bigger. I hate I hate to use the word disappointment, and I. Like I'm very happy that we're doing this show and talking about a group of characters that I'm hope the people that are listening to the show aren't going. I am tired of hearing these two guys <laughs> complain about this book, and I'm like I, I'm the same way. And I I don't know how much revisit that I'll come back to. Like I've got some of the covers on my wall. And I I love the covers of these books, but that may be the only thing that I go back to we're looking at these covers I did buy the trade for the first I think it's the first six issues of that because that's when I was still really jazzed about it and we have you know Pat Gleason mm-hmm. on the book at that time and just thinking in the the two year span that we've been doing the show now of going where we were like Pat Gleason was on the book and he's not even he's at, not even with DC anymore DC anymore <laughs> so I feel like we've really drifted from where it's going. So the only thing I could say for at least myself that I'm very excited where we're going to be going next, that it's like, things are always so much better when you're, when you're into something that you're doing, not that I wasn't before, but because I like these characters, I felt like we had to do this book and I, I really wanted to, but I'm kind of glad that it, glad's the wrong word. I, I don't even know what to say. It went out on, on such it didn't go out like a lion. It went out like a lamb. It was very, yeah. very quiet and 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 just kind of done. But it does make me excited to go. Oh man, I can't wait to get into the '98 book where things are just gonna. It's just gonna feel alive again. I think you'll kind of you'll hear it in our voices that yeah, like yeah, we we really like this stuff and other little side conversations that Jay and I had of like, hey, we got this idea about doing a, a thing coming up that I didn't even think about till till Jay mentioned it. So I'm excited that we're that the show is still going forward, that we can kind of put this to bed and get to to greener pastures. So that's that's kind of like my my final thoughts. I don't regret buying this book, but I was very much teetering on I really like the Tim Drake character and this is the only book that he's in and I'm really wavering dropping the book. And that was that that was hurting my heart to be able to say that, like buying the book and going, I don't know how much longer I can continue to keep <laughs> doing this. And then when it got canceled, I'm like, okay, I, I'm okay. I, I know how much longer I can keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly. I can do it to the 20th issue and, and that'll be fine. 
Yeah. I mean, it's a book that started off, I was super excited when it was announced. Yeah. Uh, I jumped, like, when you were like, hey, I might do a Young Justice show. And, I mean, I didn't even think you would. I mean, I don't mean this, like, as a yeah. slide or anything. But, you know, I was just, I, I, I was meaning it like, a, hey, if you need a co-host and you really cannot find anybody, you know, I'd love to do it. And I didn't know if it would be, uh, you know, entertained or not. So, I mean, at the very least, I'm glad that this uh book got us to be able to do the show together and yeah. you know have have fun even talking about something that we weren't necessarily having fun reading <laughs> for a while but i mean ag- uh, again like we were saying before you know this at least re-energized us knowing that there was an endpoint to say okay we just got to get through this and then we can go back to uh, you know, reading comics from, you know, the time that, you know, we both started falling in love with reading comics. I mean, you've yeah. been, been reading a little bit before that. And I mean, I'd been reading a little bit before that, too. But still, that was like, you know, almost the heyday of at least for me personally, mm-hmm. when I first started getting into reading comics. So I love revisiting that that era any chance I get. So yeah, yeah like Rob said, hopefully you hear new enthusiasm in our voices and everything. And I mean, it was... I mean, if this series, even if it never, if it wasn't actually a success, if it succeeded in bringing, you know, these characters back into uh, the conversation of actually being in a book and leading to uh, future books with each of these characters, maybe even a new Young Justice title, you know, in the next year or so with a, with a, in actual direction and purpose. Yeah. Because uh, it's not even Young Justice. There's so many books out there that feel like they exist just to capitalize on the name so right. that they can have that book being published, but it doesn't have any purpose beyond that. It's yeah. not just this series. So don't don't think that I'm only picking on this. And And yeah, I mean, if you loved this series, I'm genuinely glad that you did right i mean you know, know we're we're not here to tell you that you know if you dislike it you're right and if you like it you're wrong or vice versa i mean it's just our opinions you know that we're talking about but i would not deride anybody or you know yuck on anybody's yum as they say just right. because just because i don't like it if somebody else does i'm genuinely glad that there is an audience for it and you know, hopefully that there will be something that both audiences that you know I'm a part of and somebody who genuinely loved every issue of this book, you know, that we can love together sometime going forward. And I've been on books that got canceled and been like, why did this book got canceled? This book was amazing. You know, I I could probably rattle off, you know, half a dozen books or more that I was genuinely disappointed that the book came to an end and was like couldn't believe it and i'm had talked to people that said they didn't like it i'm like are you crazy this book was amazing so i've been on that side of it too been the one like left holding the bags like i bought every i bought everything and you know felt you know left out and cheated so i i can get that too that i'm sure there are people that absolutely love this and that are huge fans of bendis's work and can do no wrong and i have this is the first full thing of bendis that i've read and I'm curious about other things that I've heard where people said, yeah, Young Justice might not be his best vehicle, but you ought to go check this out, you know, if you want to read some some good Bendis stuff. So I'm glad that we did this, and I'm even 
I'm just just talking off the cuff here, cuff here if, if this will even be on the show or not. But I'm even thinking the the theme song may may change in the show. Maybe not the the spoken words, but a new life and a new direction. That the name's not going to be changed because Dustin will kill me. <laughs> but uh, don't be surprised if the the theme music changes ever so uh, so slightly. But uh, unless you've got any final thoughts, I think this is where we're going to officially end the Bendis era and this episode of the show. Yep, I I, I got nothing else to add to that uh, other than you know let's uh, let's uh, take a look at the at the past now. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything more clever than that to say. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So let's go back to the future. So on the behalf of Jay, this is Rob. You've been listening to the BatmanUniverse.net, and more importantly, you've been listening to Everyone Loves Young Justice. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everyone Loves Young Justice Podcast. We are part of the BatmanUniverse.net podcasting network. If you would like to get a hold of us, you can do so a few different ways. We are on Twitter at ELYJ Podcast. We are also on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ELYJ Pod. You can email under the show at ELYJ Podcast at yahoo.com and we will read your comments on the air. If you listen to the show on iTunes, leave a review there. That will help spread the word of the show, and we will read your review as well. Now, if your mode has been crashed, or if you feel a bit whelmed by the show, no infringement was intended. All music and sound clips belong to their respective copyright holders. These are just to illustrate and enhance your listening experience. No coinage is, was, or will be made by this show. Our wives said so. All characters discussed on the show belong to DC Comics. The opinions on this show belong to the two chatterboxes alone. Not that anyone else does, but if you want your voice heard, let us know why everyone loves Young, young Justice. Justice.